0: Hello and welcome to the Mon Kinlock podcast. I'm your host Mon. I'm a soul-led women's coach, a life coach, a health coach, and a personal trainer. And I am obsessed with all things life empowerment, soul purpose, holistic wellness, personal development, and deepening connection with self. My mission is to help empower women like yourself to reconnect with your innate power by providing the tools, the guidance, and a safe space to feel seen and heard so you can truly thrive in the most beautiful way. So, if you're ready to live a life you are proud of, a life that absolutely lights your soul up, and a life that is so in alignment with your core values and soul purpose, this is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Monkin podcast. I'm going to get straight into it today. I'm very excited about today's conversation, and I hope you are too. I'm going to be sharing some very juicy information with you basically a sneak peek into my life and how I live my life, how I structure my life on a day-to-day basis so that I can stay and do stay so consistent with my physical health and my physical wellness. So basically my nutrition and my exercise. This is something I get asked about all the time. It's probably the thing that I guess inspires people the most. I don't, I feel a bit weird saying that. But honestly, my consistency and my drive and my determination with my physical health, probably as well as my, um, my business drive, but mainly my physical health, is definitely something that people notice. And I know that a lot of people struggle with this. So if you do, and honestly, I've been there myself many times, and that's why I think this is going to be such a powerful conversation, listen in, keep listening, because I'm going to share some very... Loving and nurturing, and uh, I'm going to say hopefully easy to navigate and implement tips for you uh, so that you can start to, you know, live a similar lifestyle, obviously in your own way within your own context. So, first of all, I do want to point out a little caveat here before I go into this conversation. And that is, I am actually not as consistent as certain other people I know personally and know of online. There are people out there who live and breathe this. And yes, I do in my own way, but I'm not someone who I'm, I'm going to say I'm a lot more flexible and I've grown to be a lot more flexible because I need to be in order to maintain my energy levels and my general health and vitality. I burn out very quickly and I'll get into that later on in the episode. I burn out very quickly and I experience chronic gut issues, which do impact on my health and general vitality on and off. So no, I'm not as consistent as one would assume if you a looked at me or uh, had a sneak peek into my life on a standard day. But the thing is that I always come back to the basics And when I say always, I mean it doesn't matter if I've needed to take time off anything, you know, my workouts or nutrition or if I've just had a bad week or a bad month. For whatever reason, I always come back to my values and my health and fitness lifestyle. I I come back to a way of living that helps me feel as healthy and as complete and as vibrant and as as though I'm thriving as much as I can because it feels good. It feels good, and I love it, and I genuinely get so much joy and satisfaction out of living this way, out of prioritizing my own health and fitness. So, without further ado, I'm doing a little dance, let's get into the episode. So, how do I stay so consistent with my physical health and wellness, specifically my nutrition and my exercise? First of all, and I just mentioned this, I am clear on my values. Can I just say, if you are not clear on your values, I feel like you're swimming through murky waters in the way that you're living your life. This is how I I feel is the case. You're swimming through murky waters. You're just swimming, swimming, swimming with no direction. Your values keep you centered. They keep you grounded. They keep you moving forward with purpose and with direction Towards something. Whether or not it's a specific goal, at least you're in the arena of something that feels good and feels aligned. And through that, you have so much more opportunity to grow. You have so much more opportunity to evolve in a way that is purposeful, impactful, and feels good. And you have so much more opportunity to make specific decisions within your life that are going to fill you up, make you feel good press you forward in a way that that feels good and that fills you up, all the things. If you're not clear, it's sort of like driving without knowing where you're going. You know, your values keep you on the map forward. And yeah, I can't stress it enough. Knowing your values is so important here. Just always, generally. So... That's actually got me thinking, I'm actually going to create a product to have available on my website to figure out your values if you don't know your values. So I'll actually put that on my list to create. And that's going to be useful as well if you haven't looked at your values in a long time. The thing with your values is they can shift and grow. Yes, I think more or less our core values tend to be roughly the same, but there's no hard and fast rule here. If your lifestyle shifts, if you, you know, as you grow and experience different things, it's natural that your values are going to shift or that they may shift too. So for me specifically, my values, my core values, I look at it through the lens of my authentic code. I'm not going to go into it now. That's that's not why I'm here. But one of my four pillars, so my four pillars on my authentic code is health and soul. That pretty much encompasses wellness, self-care, self-nurturing, spirituality, embodiment, energetics, nature, intention, self-exploration, self-connection, all the things. And knowing that, absolutely being so crystal clear that that is one of my core values, core pillars, authentic code, it helps me make decisions in my life regardless of how I'm feeling. I'm feeling crappy and like, I can't be bothered. I know in the back of my mind, I just clicked if you heard that. I know in the back of my mind that health and soul encompassing everything that I just said is a core value of mine. I'm doing myself a disservice by ignoring that. And also, it reminds me that I'm actually going to feel better by, even if I'm feeling like crap and I can't be bothered, going and, for instance, cooking something on the stove cooking something in the kitchen to create a healthy meal is actually going to help me feel better on a soul level and a physical level, a mental level, emotional level, all the things. It's a core value, so of course it is, right? Whereas if I continue to ignore that, I'm not only just continuing to do my body a disservice on a physical level, but on a core soul, a deep level, I'm also doing myself a disservice. You know, I'm just not going to feel great. Before I go any further, I'm going to say... Whether or not health and fitness or health and nutrition, health and fitness, health and wellness is one of your core values. If you're struggling to create an opportunity within your own lifestyle or struggling to commit to things like exercise and basic nutrition, or you you just really want to step things up or you feel like you're totally off track and you want to get on the bandwagon of general health and fitness and nutrition. Find a way to make your values align with health and nutrition and fitness, whatever, health and wellness in a roundabout way. So, for instance, it could be comfort. One of your values could be comfort. I don't know. I'm just thinking of a random thing on the spot. Now, obviously, cooking may not be, you know, spending the time going shopping, finding the ingredients, finding a recipe, cooking, doing the cleaning. That's not necessarily going to align with comfort. But what may align with comfort is doing your research and finding a prepackaged meal delivery service that aligns you know, that feels good to buy multiple meals off so that you have them ready made. Or there are even services in Australia, there's HelloFresh and I don't know what the other ones are called, but they deliver the ingredients to you. They deliver the recipes to you. All you need to do is cook. And they're generally quite easy and simple recipes. I've used them in the past. My point is find different ways to make your lifestyle match whatever your values are. Don't be limited by what your values are. Use them as a guide point to expand in your life. I hope that feels good. Point number two, I prioritize my energy. I am a sensitive soul. (laughs) I say this so often. I am a sensitive soul. I am a sensitive soul. I know that I can't pour from an empty cup. No one can pour from an empty cup. I have a history and I went into this in a little bit more detail in my last episode. I have a history of chronic IBS and adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion, chronic fatigue, and I know that if I'm not feeling good on a physical, mental, emotional level, nothing about my life is feeling good. And that translates to everything I do and everyone I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a known fact. I need to be feeling good and I think as women, we're, when we're feeling good, everyone's feeling good. What's that saying? Happy wife, happy life. I genuinely think that there's merit to that. Women who are nurtured and nourished, whether you're doing it for yourself or someone's helping you do that, we have so much more to give. Men are givers, women are receivers. We need to receive the goodness in order to be able to give the goodness. I hope that translates well. <laughs> but yes, I prioritize my energy. I also prioritise my long-term health. So this is point number three. This ties in with point number one, actually. It's it's my value. My, my health and soul is my value and it always has been and it always will be. I was that kid <laughs> when I was something like eight years old. I remember I took an apple to a birthday party because I didn't want to eat the junk food there or something, the lollies. I don't know. I just have this weird memory of me taking an apple and I think my brother thought I was weird. Anyway, I don't think I ate the apple, but the intention was there. Point being, I know that health and wellness are long-term core values of mine, and so everything that I do now for my health and wellness, I'm not just doing it for, for the short term, for the now, I'm doing it for the long term. I don't know about you, but I plan on living a long and healthy life. Point number four, I actively drop the comparison to other people and where other people are at slash how they live their life. So I feel like my life is a contradiction. Everything about me is a contradiction, always, and it's incredibly annoying, but it is just the way that it is. So to put this into context, in terms of human design, I'm a manifesting generator. In terms of Western astrology, I am a Taurus sun and a Sagittarius moon and rising. So I have, in terms of my three, the big three, an earth sign and two fire signs, And in terms of Ayurveda, I am a Pitta Vata body type. That may or may not make any sense to you. Basically, what I'm saying is I have a lot of energy, a lot of fire, and a lot of determination and drive. This just comes naturally to me. And I have a lot of ability to really test myself and push myself to my limits. I have a body type that can deal with a lot of stress And physically, I'm very lucky in this. And I will always say that I'm very lucky genetically. As part of all of this, I put on muscle very easily and I build strength very easily. However, the vata in me burns out very quickly, if not addressed. Basically, I have a lot of fire and and drive and and all of that, but I need the balance of the rest or that fire is going to burn me out. So as much as I wish that I could be, I am not someone who thrives off hit classes every week, hectic strength training every week, and I'm very slowly coming to terms with that. It's hard for me because I genuinely do want to. I have so much drive and fire within me that I, an energy within me, inherent energy within me that I want to be that sort of person, but I'm not, I'm just not. I'm not built that way. I can't cope with that. It doesn't mean I can't include elements of that into my lifestyle, but I need to be cautious of my energy and I need to make sure that I'm resting enough to maintain a sense of balance so that I don't burn out. So even while I am coming to terms with that, because that is a slow process, I will admit, I am already living a lifestyle and making choices that reflect that I am okay with that. So at the moment, what I actually do is I follow a Pilates program and I'm following a program that's more strength-based. The strength-based program, I have access to four or five days a week of strength training. I do maximum two a week. I would love to do two a week, but more often than not, I actually can't. I can only do one hectic strength training session a week. That may change in the future, but at the moment, that's just where I'm at. That's my limit. And yeah, I know my body. So I know that I'll just burn out too much and I do burn out too much if I do try and push more than I'm comfortable with, physically comfortable with. So this works for me. And to be honest, the more that I allow more rest and recovery, the stronger I get and the fitter I get and the healthier I feel, the more my digestion works better, the more mental clarity I have, the more energy I have for my relationships, for my business, for everything without getting to the point, you know, as more of a long-term thing. Because the flip side of that is, I actually spoke about this in the last episode, the more that I do try and push through the need for rest, the universe and or my body will just slap me in the face and very much humble me either by having a breakdown or getting to the point where I'm so fatigued that I have to stop everything eat a lot more calories for, you know, a month or two, stop training and just recover. And so all my fitness (laughs) tends to go out the window. My progress with my nutrition and my physique goals go out the window. And that's just not, that's not the vibe. That is not the vibe. So yes, listening to my body, as simple as it sounds, hard, it can be hard in practice, but it's important. And I am living proof of just how important it is. And yeah, I guess at the end of the day, if we're here to thrive, then for me, that's, that's a big part of it. So I guess what I'm saying with that is it's not about being perfect. It's about listening to my body and working with my body rather than just with my mind. I'm a holistic being and every part of my body is important, not just what I want to achieve with my mind. Number five, I set intentions without setting hard goals. This feels more nourishing and wholesome. It's more of a mindset sort of thing and a physical practice. It basically means that I'm I'm giving myself more leeway to shift as I need to. For instance, I cycle sync. So I sync my lifestyle, definitely my nutrition and my my fitness to my menstrual cycle. And this means that in the week or two leading up to my cycle, I will eat more and I will train less intensely and potentially less. I'll still stretch, I'll still move, I'll still go for walks, but it's just more focus on maintaining my energy rather than building strength. Inherently as women, we are not designed to, to go hard and fast in the weeks leading up to our period. However, in the weeks following my bleed, I am able to, and most women will find that they are able to lift heavier, do more strength training, do more HIIT style training, eat less, just feel you know, physically lighter and better, and, and all those things. So, I cycle sync. I also allow myself to rest when I need to, as hard as it can be. I do let myself rest when I need to. I sleep a lot. I need basically at least eight hours of sleep. Sometimes I sleep up to ten hours a night if I need to. Um, obviously, quality of sleep. I don't think I'm I'm sleeping as well as I could be. But anyway. I do just allow myself a lot of sleep and sometimes it means that I just don't hit my morning routine. As frustrating, oh my gosh, it's so frustrating, but it's important and I know that I'm going, my whole day is going to be affected in a negative way if I don't allow myself that. So yes, intentions without setting hard goals. I'm not setting myself up to fail here. If you don't reach a hard goal, you're failing, right? You're either getting it or you're not. Whereas an intention is more just the energy that you're approaching the thing with. So it's, it's the general vibe and focus of my energy for the week or the month as opposed to a hard rule. It also removes the idea of achieving perfection and it's more manageable day-to-day. So, for instance, going back to the fact that I struggle to reach two weighted, heavy-weighted glute and leg sessions a week – the intention's there. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And it's not being lazy. Don't confuse this with being lazy or being sloppy or not aiming to achieve because I'm still aiming to achieve. The intention is there. The focus is there and the the schedule is there. I'm just, if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Instead, I will do a lighter form of exercise. I'll go for a walk. I'll do a Pilates session. Sometimes I find that I actually just need to stretch. Does that make sense? I hope that lands. So the priorities there, the intentions there, it's just, it just doesn't mean that I'm failing if I'm not reaching what I intend or what I hope to get to. Yeah. The other thing I will add in here is this, along with the fact that I'm bringing in my values, it's where my focus and intention becomes a lifestyle as opposed to a short fix. We as humans, and I'm constantly reminded of this, we as humans are not robots. We're not robots. We're not able to as much as anyone wishes they could. We're not designed in a way that we are able- I mean, there are so many variables to our life. There are just... Shit happens. Life happens. <laughs> and if we're not allowing for that, if we're not giving ourselves grace for those moments, for those periods of time, for those things that come up, we're just making life more challenging than it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be like that. A lifestyle as opposed to a quick fix means that when things come up, when our energy's not there when we're just not feeling up for it, that's okay. It doesn't mean that we give up because it's a lifestyle. We just give ourselves the grace that we need to in those moments. And then as we can, in the ways that we can, however that is, we can get back on the horse, you know? Or a different way of, of looking at it is rather than it's not so much a yo-yo or a stop-start, it's a it's, – think of it as like a wave – You know, there are there are periods where the wave's going up and our momentum is going great and then the wave comes down. And this is part of the natural cycles of life and I'm here for it. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. Point number six. Actually following on from that last point with the concept that this is my lifestyle, this is my way of life. It's not a short fix. This is just the way that I live my life. I infuse my life with easy to achieve actions that add value to my day. They improve my day-to-day functioning. They help me feel more of the good things. The key here is easy. It feels easy. I mean, look, sometimes it doesn't feel easy. Sometimes it's a push, but I'll explain what I mean. So an example, I add warm water into my morning routine because it hydrates me. It adds energy, it adds to my quality, the quality of my digestion, it adds to my morning ritual. I add in nature walks. I add them into my day because, again, it adds to my energy, it adds to my sense of calm and wonder, it allows for creativity, it feeds my soul, all those things, all those juicy things. I add more of the foods that are fresh and organic when I can. Because they are adding into my short-term and long-term vitality, they're aiding my digestion, they're aiding my mental and emotional state, they're aiding with my fitness. I add in more time to meal prep because of pretty much exactly all of the above. I add in stretching because it opens my body up physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm adding in these things, adding them in. This is a mindset thing. Very much a mindset thing. And yes, in turn, I am removing less of the things that don't match my values. Okay, so that is all of that. That is all of the things that I do generally. I'm going to say they're the quote-unquote the rules that I live by or the, I don't know, pillars that I live by, let's say. I would like to change the direction a little bit now and go into depth a little bit about how I deal with the days or weeks or months where I have quote-unquote fallen off the horse for whatever reason. Fatigue, can't be bothered. I just really bad PMS, whatever. Because again, I'm human. You know, as much as I'm consistent, I'm not perfect. And this isn't about achieving a state of perfection. It's about living my life as close to my values as possible in a way that helps me feel good the majority of the time, as much as I can. So firstly, I don't beat myself up for these things. This is very important. I mean, there's that, that sense that I want to, but I try not to. Chronic fatigue actually taught me this better than anything else. Basically, the idea that slower, more consistent is so much better than hard and fast for a little amount of time. Going back to what I was saying earlier, as someone who just burns out super quickly, and for you, it may be that mentally you just, you don't, you haven't built that muscle yet, you know, so mentally you might burn out more or whatever it is, for whatever reason, Going hard and fast is not the answer. Another example is losing weight, trying to lose weight. I find this a lot. Going into a calorie deficit, that's just too little for your body to handle, as opposed to going slower and more steady. Not only is that not great on your body, but it's also not sustainable. So yes, always, always, always a big advocate for slower, more consistent. Yes, the results don't come as fast, but they're sustainable. And at the end of the day, sustainable is always going to be a better option than hard and fast. I mean, it depends what your goals are, but generally speaking, something that's more sustainable is going to feel better. It's going to be more manageable. It's going to be kinder for you and everyone else around you. And it's just going to feel more doable and you're going to want to do it more. You know, you're going to have more energy for other aspects of your life and all of that. So yes, I don't beat myself up when I have a slip up or when I'm just needing to throw in the towel for a little bit and just come back to center. Another thing is I go back to adding in the basics. So I find this is especially important if I'm in a state of lack or a deficit. And I'm talking... This is more so if I'm like, you know, just really my body's been thrown off balance, sickness, mental health, whatever, uh, which does happen. I am I am someone who traditionally does struggle with my mental health. So there are periods where I, I'm not going to be living <laughs> the best lifestyle, um, which is fine. Definitely after a period of eating way more crappy, sugary food than is good for my physical, mental or emotional health, my gut's going to be struggling more. My nutritional intake will have gone down. So rather than cutting things out, rather than getting sucked into the, you know, this idea of restriction to make up the thing, you know, what (laughs) happens, everything that I've eaten, because that's not, that's not great for my mental health, energetic health, physical health, whatever. I look at, again, flipping the script to adding things in. So I add in more water. I add in more healthy, wholesome, natural foods. I try and add in three nutritious meals in a day. And that feels doable. In those times where I'm really, really struggling with my mental health or whatever, and I've just really not been eating very well, adding in three wholesome meals really starts to get that balance going again, really starts to get my body feeling like it's on some sort of normal normal level again. I also add in more movement So that could be more walking or more stretching or whatever it is, gentle stuff. All of this is gentle, but it's all about how can I come back to a place of feeling great slowly but surely, loving my body at the the same time, not putting more pressure on my body than it already is under because your body is under more stress if you're not eating as many nutrients, exercising as much, like fatigued, all of that stuff, extra stressed. So yeah, adding in the basics. Another thing is I take things slow. I pretty much just talked about this actually, but basically I don't force anything that I'm not fully ready for. So for instance, going back to the movement, you know, if I'm exercising again after a period of a week or two off strength training specifically, or even after just a couple days of eating like crap, I'll go back to body weight training until I feel like my strength is back again and I can tolerate strength training. Otherwise, especially as someone who has struggled with fatigue in the past and gut issues, it's not worth it for me to to just go all in. I do need to take things slower and it's more enjoyable. It's less strain on my mental capacity, mental load. And yeah, the other thing is sometimes I'll eat something that just sets my gut off. I have a very sensitive gut and when my gut balance is off or oh, flicks a switch in my brain and I am way more likely to want. It's this craving. It's just the, the gut dysbiosis that's just tricking me into <laughs> wanting more of the sugar. And it can be very hard to fight that sometimes. So sometimes I just go with it. If I'm PMSing at the same time, it's just not going to be... A good time. So sometimes it's easier just to give in. But then dialing back from the sugar, I will do it slowly. Unless I really feel like I can go hard and fast and cold turkey, generally it's easier on my body just to dial it back. So I'll, I'll cut back to all natural forms, as in like less processed, but I'm still eating sugary foods. I'll just go back to more fruits and stuff and then slowly but surely going back towards eating more in alignment with my health values. The other thing is I practice self-love. Part of this is taking the lesson from what the catalyst or catalysts were to cause my slip or whatever. Sometimes it is as simple as I know that I just ate something that disrupted my gut. It wasn't intentional. Maybe I went out to dinner and the food in the restaurant or I was at someone's place. Um, My mom likes to cook with a lot of garlic and onion and I struggle with that but I love her food. And, you know, I'm not going to stop eating her food just because of that. But it, it can be a bit of a struggle afterwards. Sometimes it's, I was just too tired. I wasn't allowing myself rest when I needed to. I was going through something with, you know, relationships or whatever that were just mentally affecting me. I wasn't doing the work. I stopped journaling. I stopped meditating, whatever it is. I try and take the lesson from it so that I can better prepare when I can feel that catalyst coming in again for how to navigate the aftermath or going through it um, and just lessen the burden on, on my body, lessen the impact of that or we'll come back to balance easier. Also, part of practicing self-love is that compassion piece, it can be hard to feel, especially, I mean I am someone who lives and breathes this. I don't feel comfortable in those moments within my body. I don't feel comfortable within my mental space when I'm not eating well or exercising right. And that can be hard on my mental state. But just reminding myself that I'm human, that I'm allowed to, that it's normal to not be perfect. Um, And again, just going back to riding the waves. (laughs) So all of that. Most of all, just reminding you, Again, if it's not been abundantly clear through this entire episode, I am not incredibly consistent. Like I said, I cycle sync my workouts and my nutrition. Again, I eat more and train less intensely in the weeks leading up to my bleed than in the weeks following. I go through periods of a lower immune system and burnout and fatigue because, yeah, I'm still learning how to live a life that is totally in balance and that works for me plus life commitments. As I was just saying, life commitments and general life stresses catches up to me often. And yeah, sometimes I just need to take time off. (laughs) Sometimes that's the best thing, is just taking time off, listening to my body when it needs to rest, going back to what I was speaking about in my last episode. If you're interested, go and have a listen, pretty much about when I need to physically take time off. Um, I'm feeling more burnt out, fatigued, You know, all of that. Um, There are moments where I just need to dial back from everything and just focus on adding in more nutrition or eating more and just chilling out a little bit. So, the main takeaway from this is that consistency for me is more about balance. It's not about the hard and fast rules. It's not about, you know, achieving a set number of workouts each week or about sticking to a tight schedule with zero room for flexibility. It's about living in a way that is aligned with my values, in a way that makes me feel good, doing what I can, when I can, how I can, to the best of my capacity in any day. Sometimes I'm able to do more, give more, be more disciplined, and other days I'm not. And neither is worse than the other, but it's a lifestyle. Periods of more discipline is normal and less discipline is normal. Yes. Hopefully that all lands. One last thing I will say, though, safe to say that these last four months for me, so basically since it's now, what, early April, since November last year, end of November last year, um, I ended up getting tested for celiac and Crohn's and whatnot, and it was a period of about four to six months previous that that my gut health was shot. Uh, I needed to basically eat the foods that I knew were causing an issue So that I could get the best results possible from that test and my fitness basically went to zero. I lost a lot of muscle putting into practice what I've just explained earlier in this or across this episode. These four months for me have been without a doubt the most consistent with my diet and exercise than I have been in years, especially over last year considering what I just mentioned. I've learned so much about myself and what works best for my body and my lifestyle and my energy over the years. Again, having dealt with, uh, experienced chronic fatigue, adrenal issues, um, chronic IBS, you know, all the gut things. I know my body. And that's probably another thing I I should mention is I know my body and I listen to my body and I value what my body is telling me in any moment of time, or at least I try to. And I'm now able to approach my nutrition and fitness from the most wholesome place I ever have. And that feels so good. I love it. I'm in this for the long haul. And I expect, again, I expect to live a long and healthy life. So, yeah, what I've mentioned in here, this will continue to evolve and shift as I grow and learn more and experience more. As my relationship dynamics change and my life expectations change. But hopefully this has been helpful for you. This is useful for anyone, whether you are starting out or whether you've sort of fallen off the horse or your life situation has meant that you've had to take a pause from looking after yourself, whether you feel like you just want to take things to the next level. All of this, this isn't to say how to live your life, but it's more the intention with which to live your life, if that makes sense. It's more overall intention as opposed to specifics. And I think that's more adaptable yet still tangible. And I love that. I will actually end on one last thing. Just a quick uh, reminder that if you are interested in cycle syncing, if that piqued your interest, as menstruating women, cycle syncing is one of the most powerful things that you can ever do, whether it's in your exercise, in your nutrition, in the way that you approach your relationships, your work, your creativity, your pleasure, your habits, all of these things can be cycle synced and it's so easy to do. It's just about having the resources in which to do it and the understanding with which to start implementing these. So I actually have a few resources on my website. I will link them below. One of them is a guide to understanding your menstrual cycle more And basically it's a, it's a really simple guide on how to start cycle syncing. So it's got examples of workouts that you can do in each of the four phases of your cycle. And they're aligned with each of the four phases of your cycle. It's got a stretch routine, which is just really nourishing and nurturing. It's got examples of nutrition tips, journal prompts, pleasure practices, life organization. so when to clear out space in your wardrobe or when to focus more on those admin tasks, when to have those difficult conversations, when to channel your creativity in work, all of those things. It's jam-packed full of information. The other two templates I have, one of them is a period tracker and the other one is a habit tracker that syncs with your cycle. All three of them are digital copies. The habit tracker and the period tracker you can download and print in a four and a five and they can both be ring bound. And the period tracker is great. When you're tracking your period, it's so much more easy to understand why in certain weeks you feel like you just don't have the energy to put into your nutrition or to your fitness or you feel like a slob. Most of the time, it's not, it's not you being lazy. It's just your body's telling you something. So understanding that is so important. Tracking your cycle is important to be able to do all of this. The other thing is the habit tracker, which is basically an opportunity for you to track your habits in a way that is aligned with your cycle. So rather than just picking a bunch of habits for any aspect of your life and trying to track them consistently over the month, a lot of times this doesn't work because as women, we are not designed to live the same day in and out as men. Men function off a circadian rhythm. They can pretty much repeat the same lifestyle day in, day out with less of a chance of burnout. Women don't. We function off an infradian rhythm, which matches with our cycle. And so, like I've mentioned before, there are weeks when we need to set our expectations of what we can achieve within our life lower. And then there are weeks where we can push harder. And so aligning our our habits to those phases of our cycle is so much more loving and it's so much more empowering because it means that we're not getting to, you know, three quarters of the month in and realizing, shit, why am I so bad at, at following this? this? This should in theory be easy, be doable. So rather than going against your innate nature, you are working with your nature and you'll find you'll be able to achieve so much more with so much more ease and grace within your life. So all three of those are available on my website, all super handy and important. All three of them I have used myself, all of the tips and and everything in their lifestyle hacks, I use myself consistently and it works a treat. I love it. Amazing, my love. I will chat with you later. I hope you have an amazing day or night whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for coming along on the ride. Let me know your key takeaways. And if you have any burning questions or you're just curious about something that may be related to this, maybe even not but that's related to health and fitness, maybe a struggle that you're having in your day-to-day life, let me know. And I will do my best to answer the question on here. Amazing. Sending you so much love. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune into this episode. I am celebrating you for taking the time out of your own day to do something for yourself. I really do appreciate your support through this platform, and I truly hope you got something valuable out of the episode. It would mean the absolute world to connect with you outside of this space. So please reach out via my Insta at mon underscore kinlock and let me know your key takeaways, what you loved about the app, or even what you would love for me to expand on in future apps. You are also very welcome to leave a review. And so that this podcast can have the best chance at reaching the people that truly will benefit from it, please take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials. Again, tagging me at mon underscore kinlock. On a different note, to check out my current coaching offers, my digital products, and my blog, head to my website, www.monkinlock.com, and you can find everything there. As always, I am sending you so much love. Until next time, chat soon. Bye.